0: Hey Formation, Pastor Ryan and Pastor Tyler here again. Welcome to another episode of The Weekly, where each week we take an opportunity to explain the whys behind what we do as a church family. This week we want to discuss, we want to do it a little differently, rather than really spend much time on why, uh, a a real why question, it's more Mm -hmm. of a how question. Mm. So we're going to talk really about how to overcome some of the obstacles that we know exist when it comes to jumping into community groups, uh, as we've been talking about. Um, I've been trying to be as forthcoming about this as I can through this series. but uh, it's a it is a big sacrifice for, I think, almost anyone to commit to a reoccurring weekly meeting. Yeah, like, reoccurring meetings are not my fave Sure, in general. I
1: mean, I even had a conversation with a couple from our church this week, and their comment was they really love the semester thing because the idea of, for example, just being busy every Wednesday until the Lord returns is a lot.
0: It's so overwhelming.
1: You just feel like, I mean, I can never do anything else on a Wednesday without skipping. Right. That just doesn't feel good.
0: Right. So yesterday at the end of my message, I talked about how most of the obstacles that we face fall into one of two categories. So there's like the mental emotional ones on the one hand. So Mm -hmm. like the example I gave is maybe you were in a small group at some point and you had a bad experience. And so as a result, you're reticent to want to try again. Mm. That's like more of an emotional one. Yep. Uh, But there's also many practical ones as well. And so I think it's really important that we just try to drag all like the ask I made yesterday was if you see an obstacle in your way, like let's find a way to try to solve it creatively. Sure. There, there might be for a season, there might be some obstacles that cannot be overcome, but totally. a lot of them can be. Sure, And so what we're going to hit on is just what we have heard over the last couple of weeks are the most common obstacles. So Uh, Just in summary, the three of them are concern about losing relationships that have been built in uh, existing formation groups, Mm -hmm. which is totally fair, uh, childcare, and travel. So let's just talk a little bit about these one by one. Okay. And so why don't you jump in on the first one?
1: Yeah. So I think the first one we want to address is I don't want to lose the relationships I built in my formation group. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's a couple of things about that. First of all, we've never instructed anyone to stop meeting. No. Uh, The caveat we would say to that is just if you are in a place where you have to choose, we are asking that you choose a community group. But I think that in general, like the formation groups that we have that have met and the, you know, the frequency with which they've met and all of that, Um, a lot of those kind of things, especially as you're like getting together and just like kind of connecting and sharing it, you know, Mm -hmm. some things you can still do that. No one's in charge of. You, <laughs> yeah, and who you get together with and what that looks like, um, and so I think that that's something to keep in mind is we've never given that instruction, and mm-hmm. then second, uh, we can work to keep the formation groups together in community groups if they desire, mm-hmm. and so as we put the groups together, we're keeping in mind that now. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, not everyone was in a formation group. Not everyone right. like enjoyed their format There's mm-hmm. lots of variables there, but if you are, make sure that you make that aware that we're. Mm-hmm aware that you want to stay with your formation group and talk to your group about the ability to continue meeting. Yeah. Uh, the group is the one that would determine that, uh, we have very few people utilizing any sort of like formation tool for mm-hmm. their formation group. And so, uh, large in part when you've met, how you've met all of that has been pretty know. organic anyway. Right. And so, uh, there's no one telling you, you can't do that. And also, uh, I think you shared this on Sunday as well, but, um, we're not prescribing that this has to be your best and only friends sure um, you know it's the group that you're gonna get to once a week we obviously want to see these relationships grow deep and mm-hmm. be people that you look to and you'll have other people that you hang out with as well that we would just love to see that continue. This is not meant to derail that in any yeah. way.
0: Yeah, I think one thing I would say is if you you know are, are in an existing formation group and you do want to make a run at trying to do both, one thing you could really consider is that your formation group is going to meet once a month, which so much of formation groups is built off of a group spiritual direction model. Yeah. And most group spiritual direction in reality wouldn't happen more than once a month, sure. typically. Like if I was running them, that's how frequently they would happen. And so that would be like... I would say what's probably unrealistic for the vast majority of people is that you're going to try to do both simultaneously every week. So if you're one of the rare yeah. formation groups that is meeting weekly or even a couple of times a month, that might be a real challenge. Totally. But I would say for a lot of people, it might be really attainable to be able to meet once a month with your formation group sure. and then your community group you're meeting with every week yeah, during the semester. Yep. So that's one. Uh, a second thing that we uh, I hear a lot and I just – full-blown remember this with having little kids um, is I don't know what to do for childcare, which is totally fair. Like that's cause you know, I said this on Sunday, but what isn't going to work is to try to, you know, work through a discussion guide and have like 15 kids running around at everybody's feet. Like you just can't, I don't care who you are, how comfortable you are in chaos. Sure, You can't be present and pay attention and be focused, which is really necessary for this type of discussion to be fruitful. If there is a multitude of distractions running around at your feet. So we have to protect that,
1: you know, even though these, uh, groups will be a mixed gender group, Mm -hmm. there is going to be levels of vulnerability and things like that, that you really are looking for those who are listening to be fully engaged versus like kind of multitasking all the things that they're trying to deal with.
0: If someone's giving a tearful answer, tearful answer and a kid walks in, you know, demanding a bagel, it's just awkward.
1: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So we want
0: to protect that and really honor everyone's attempt at that. So a couple of ideas to overcome this um, The, I mean one is and this is like you'd have to have the money for it and yeah. want to do it but you, you can always get a babysitter like mm-hmm. I've had people in my life I know over the years like the couple that older couple that did Tammy and I's premarital counseling they told Tammy and I never did this, but when they were newly married uh, and had a one little baby, they used to get a sitter and their date night was their small group. Mm -hmm. Now I, I jokingly said on Sunday, like Tammy and I would never replace our date night with the small group, but that's not what
1: we're asking. No, we're
0: not asking people to do that. I don't think that you should do that, but if you have the ability to get a babysitter, you Mm -hmm. know, even if it doesn't always have to mean you're paying someone. Maybe you have a friend that can help with that or a family member, then that would be one easy, that would be the easiest way probably to solve this problem. Just get a sitter. Sure. Uh, Another idea would be that you could actually host. And so let's say you're going to do an evening night, your kids go to bed, you know, early, like if you've got little, I mean, my kids went to bed 6.45, 7 o'clock when they were really little. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that works for you. Your group comes over at 7.30. You do 7.30 to 9 and then your kids are just sleeping during it. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about it at all. I would say you could also, if you have multiple families in your community group, maybe you guys work together and actually have someone who comes and provides childcare wherever you're hosting. Totally. Would be another way. And then you could also see if anyone in another community group would want to swap childcare duties as well. Absolutely.
1: Or just even figuring out, like, once we know, like, when the groups are meeting and all of that, maybe we'll have two that choose the same night of the week. And there's some sort of, like, there's a lot of ways to go about it. And Mm -hmm. so I think just like you talked about on Sunday, like, not just kind of bowing down to the obstacles and having that determined but mm-hmm. really like can can we come up with a solve
0: yep that's yeah, good absolutely all right hit us about, with the last one
1: the last one is that um you have to travel or to work a fair amount mm-hmm. um and so a couple of things one you're not sure when like your night of the week is and all of that mm-hmm. so try your best not to allow like theoretical mm-hmm. obstacles to like bog you down like look at a calendar and actually say like oh i might miss one in a eight week semester yeah that's not a big deal at all all. and almost everyone's going to miss one. Totally. Uh, but I think a couple of things. So one, always listen to the message. It's available mm-hmm. at 1230 on Sundays and mm-hmm. all the like podcasting platforms and on our website. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's just important that you're like staying engaged mm-hmm. uh, because of the fact that we're doing sermon-based small groups. The attention on what happens on Sunday morning will be very different than it has been up until this point. Mm-hmm. Large in part, it has been, you know, if we're in a series, sometimes it continues on, but Sunday ends. And And then it's really what you do with that information personally, but it likely may never come up again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so this is going to be more front and center of mind of really everyone who's participating Mm -hmm. in community groups. And so you're going to want to listen to the message and then also always work through the reflection and the discussion guide. Mm -hmm. If you're in a community group, it will be available in your kind of group in the Church Center app. That's okay. where we'll post them. And so anyone who's in a group has the ability to like grab that guide and like see what it's about and like give it a whirl and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And so I think if you're in a group, still do the guide so that you can
0: engage even the week after that kind of thing. Because those are going to be written, I think I mentioned this last week, but they're going to be written both as a discussion guide and as a devotional tool.
1: Yeah. A continuing... Totally. Uh, I don't know, continuing continuing education? Is that uh, sure.
0: I mean, say, more than yeah. anything, it's just a, an ability to walk away from a sermon that has a very, like, the act of listening is a consumer. Yeah. You take a consumer posture. Yeah. And then when you have this guide after the fact, really what we're trying to wrestle with is like, what do I do? What is God inviting me to as yeah. a result of this? And so I, I would just say, like, even if you can't make your group on any given week, it will still be very beneficial for you to spend that time with God and figure that out on your own. Absolutely.
1: Uh, I think you can also make sure that you're physically present when you're not traveling. So doing your best to recognize like when you are there, um, whatever night your community group is, is not the night. Like I just need some me time. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, like we, like we talked about this past week, like being physically present, making sure that you're engaged, making sure that you're there Mm -hmm. and recognizing like they'll, they'll hopefully be other times in the week that you can like take some me time, Mm -hmm. but your community group night is not that. Yeah, Um, And then utilizing technology to bridge the connection when you're apart. So maybe you're in a situation where you're like traveling for work and you're going to sit at or sit at the hotel in a room by yourself. I Mm -hmm. used to travel of 20 work days in a month. I was on the road like 18 or 19 of them. Mm -hmm. And if this kind of technology, things like FaceTime or Zoom or Mm -hmm. whatever had existed, I could have still participated. And granted, no one wants that sort of like uh, PTSD from like COVID times when (laughs) we were doing like hangouts Mm -hmm. via that. But uh, it's a great kind of temporary solution in the gap of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I th- so I think you can actually participate in your group. I think the other thing you could do is just weigh in uh, all of the groups in the church center app will have this kind of, a chat function. Mm-hmm. And so we'll encourage people to capture per requests there and different things like that. And it's a way for you to engage with your group, kind of like a Facebook mm. kind of group mm-hmm. just for your community group. And you can engage and go back and forth and say, you know, Hey, like I'm not sure how group was, but mm-hmm. here's a couple of things that I thought right. of from the guy, that kind of yeah, thing.
0: That's good. Well, I think just as a kind of a closing thought, I, I think what I want people to understand is that most of these obstacles are really obstacles to experiencing the ideal uh, in community group. Meaning like the ideal would be, you just, you know, you've got a parent that just would love to come over once a week and watch their grandkids. You don't have to worry about childcare and you're never going to have sickness or work or travel that gets in the way of it. And like, and all of that would be ideal. The, the challenges, most of us don't live in the ideal right. most of the time. So there are going to be challenges. And what I would hate is for people to miss out on a deeper experience of connection just because it isn't ideal. Yeah, like, absolutely. If we wait for the ideal, we are going to forego any experience of community. Yeah. And so what I would argue is that any experience of community is better than no experience of it. Yep. And oftentimes when we run up against um, these obstacles to the ideal, we settle for, well, I guess I just can't do this. Sure. And I think that's just way too binary of a way to think about it. We have totally. to think about how do we get the most that we can get in this season? And everybody is just trying to do their best. Yeah. And we want to be able to help people do that as well. So that would be the encouragement. If after listening to this, obviously we're still in very much real time. Like I've got some conversations coming up this week with people that Mm -hmm. did exactly what I asked and put in their prayer request. Here's kind of my obstacle any thoughts on what I should do. So we're having some of those conversations. Yep. So feel free to text, email uh, either of us uh, and let us know if there are ways that we can help. And we're going to try to really creatively solve any of these problems that exist. So hopefully that's helpful. Make sure that you let us know if anything feels unclear. And additionally, if there's something uh, that you'd like to better understand the why behind, uh, especially pertaining to community groups right now, then send that question to info at formation SLC. And as always, until next week, we love you, we're praying for you, and we'll see you this Sunday.